The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. And right now when you bet $100 at WinBet, you get a $100 free bet on the house. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All right, welcome back. This is the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with my good friend and uh, senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the IDP tipster himself, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. How did you enjoy this week of football? I enjoyed it real well. You know why? Because usually by the time we get to the ball games, uh, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> I'm wore out, man. I am <laughs> keeping up on this content and tell you what, folks, he just mentioned it. Hey, I'm I'm happy to announce that uh, a few years back, I was writing with the idpguys.org and uh, I'm back. I, I started a new series that I'm going to be uh, putting out an article a week for them, and you need to go over there and check them out at idpguys.org. And uh, check out Johnny's regular content over there, too. You have a few things, right? Still do corners and all kinds of stuff over there. But, uh, yeah, as Darth Vader would say, the circle is complete. Gary is back is at it? IDP, guys. Uh-huh. It's kind kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, I would have <laughs> never thought it. Absolutely, man. Happy to have you. And we got a loaded show for everyone this week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and skip the news because we're going to talk about it anyway when we talk about these teams. And we're going to be probably foregoing some other stuff just in the interest of giving you guys exactly what you need within a timely manner. So with that being said, we're just going to get going. We're going to do it the same way as last week. Look at every division, every team, break down everything you need to know playing time, injuries, waivers, production, the whole nine yards. We're going to start with the NFC North and the Bears. Gary, what happened with the Bears this week? What do we need to know? It was pretty interesting with the Bears. We had Nicholas Morrow break out a little bit, do a little, get a little production next to uh, Roquan Smith. So that was pretty cool. The snaps are there. I wanted to mention that uh, I do like Robert Quinn bouncing back a little bit this week. Uh, that matchup that he's got against Houston should be uh, cheesecake, kind of. So if he's got anything left in the tank, folks, we should see that. Uh, Dominic Robinson, which was a big star week one. If we keep saying we want to put that rule of thumb in for three weeks, well, this fella, he fell back to earth week two. Travis Gibson, it was a little bit alarming. Snap count and production is in jeopardy because he dropped down in snaps. A little rookie report, Brisker, he did okay. He looked, he he, he got everything he should have probably gotten. Uh, there'll be better games. Yes, sir. Nothing to add there. Uh, Gary's all over it. I'm going to start with the Bengals for the uh, AFC North. And uh, I've got really not much to report. No injuries or waiver situations of note. Uh, something that people have noticed, though, is Jesse Bates is still not producing from that super deep safety slot. And it's just a different Bengals team. His role is different. Uh, where he's lining up is different. Uh, they, they spend far less time on defense these days with Burrow there and uh, that excellent wide receiver core. So uh, the days of Jesse Bates being old, reliable, maybe over and done with. 
Yes, sir. Other than that, normal playing time, normal production for everyone else. Don't worry about Trey Hendrickson. Defensive line is a boomer bust position. He'll have good weeks. They just haven't come yet. Uh, and that's what I got for the Bengals. All right. So we're going to move on the lines real quick here. Mr. Aiden Hutchinson, welcome to the league. Nice little breakout there. What do you have? Like eight combined, 15 sacks, three tackles for loss, <laughs> whatever it was. He really, really had a great game. So, yeah, he went nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You got to love that. I wanted to mention too, Will Harris, um, you know, he's moved to cornerback. He was placed, uh, he was playing in place of an injured cornerback this game. So he's seen a lot of snaps, seen a lot of production. He wasn't working out at safety as we'd mentioned over in the off season, but apparently he is the third guy if there's injury or something. So something to keep your mind on because he probably produced because they were picking on him. Uh, the rookie linebacker, Rodriguez, he's seen a nice little boost. I believe it was around 13% in uh, snap counts. He ended up with uh, like an eight combined or something. So if we could see another little jump in that, that would be great. We're looking for that 80% if we can get it at least. Uh, maybe he'll start uh, sending Anzalone to the side over the next few weeks if he can really continue to do this. But there's no reason to exactly think that that'll happen. Uh, they do like Alex Anzalone a lot, you know, as a leader of the team. So I don't know if he could actually be replaced in that way this year. So, but Rodriguez is hot. And we found out last year that uh, Maybean, uh, Reeves Maybean, got on the same kind of little bit of a role there to show what could happen. And uh, we definitely do have a guy that's uh, apparently a guild enough to be able to come LB one, even if we stick around that 75% of the snaps, I think the matchup this week was pretty good. So check out my app and check me out at the IDP tipster on Twitter. And I've got some detailed stuff on there within my app and you can see what I'm talking about with Rodriguez. Uh, Elliot, he's doing really well after joining them. Um, he's been consistent, uh, you know, he's not hitting those, uh, DB one type numbers, but we are getting good production out of, uh, Tracy Walker fell off the map. You know, I don't know whether to say it's going to happen or shit happens or whether to say it's going to happen again, probably going to happen again. And as long as the Rodriguez is getting his portion of there in the box, you know, it's going to cost Walker. It's got to cost somebody. Um, I'm surprised it's not costing Anzalone, which fell back to earth with uh, like six combined. And folks, if he was looking at his production in week one, six combined should be what Anzalone's ceiling is each week. He shouldn't be seeing 10, 12. That's going to be Rodriguez and the rest of them uh, starting and probably Hutchison from this point on. Yep. Nothing to add there. Great week for Hutchinson. And like you said, welcome to the league. Moving on to the Browns. So Miles Garrett, another solid week, got banged up in this one a little bit, but he is probable and likely to play Thursday night. So no worries there. Clowney, however, is already determined as out, um, but it does sound like it's week to week. So he'll be back. Uh, JOK, monster game. Uh, his snaps stayed, stayed about the same, though. Uh, high 70s, low 80s percent. But yeah, he's definitely the linebacker to have there. Grant Delpit remains solid as that other safety. John Johnson's still doing good things for two weeks in a row. That's kind of wild. And uh, yes, yeah, 
just a model of stability, the Browns defense so far. So we shall take it because we got plenty of shenanigans in other places. This just ain't one of them. And I love it, man. John Johnson, welcome back again. Shoot, man. I, I mean, I almost want to go get them, put them on the end of some rosters just for the fun of it. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to roll on and we're going to go to with the Packers. So I uh, see outstanding. It looks like the Preston Smith showed up this time. Gary had a uh, decent game, too. There's nothing to worry about there. The production was there for both of them. Cornerback Alexander was busy. Darnell Savage actually got him a little portion. The Walker showed up. I do believe the thing about Walker coming back, the rookie, he had a huge increase in playing time. And we might actually end up with two serviceable inside linebackers out of this after all. And I got a feeling we might actually get two decent lower end LB ones out of this where uh, I usually would worry, like I'm concerned about the Minnesota situation with Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendrick splitting up all that. Um, I'm not quite as worried about that. I think there's going to be enough portion to go around here, but you really don't have a choice. You're just going to have to pick your pony and ride with it. I think everything else pretty well was status quo when it comes to Green Bay. We'll roll on. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, I got the Ravens, and uh, the biggest thing I saw here was the the two excellent corners there, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, are were banged up uh, this past week, and that kind of limited their snaps, but they should play more this week. Uh, they've been practicing. Uh, so they're looking better and good to go. Not a great matchup with the Patriots in town, but good to see that their health is going to be okay long-term. Other than that, Patrick Queen still played uh, a ton of snaps and is the linebacker to have there. Yeah, Marcus Williams, second massive week in a row. I mean, I still don't quite believe it just because he plays deep normally and that, you know, you got to rely on a lot of stuff to happen in your area. And if you're not close to the line of scrimmage, it's harder for that to happen. But uh, we're, we're probably a week away from if this happens again from me eating my words and uh, admitting I was wrong. And I did go out and grab some Marcus Williams just in case I was wrong, but I'd still like to see it one more week. And uh, that's what I got for the Ravens. Shh, you'll scare it. <laughs> I'll scare it away. Yeah, yeah. All right. There's actually a lot of free safety breakouts this year, but we'll we'll move on. So with the Vikings, Daniel Hunter, he's back. Uh, Eric Kendricks ended up getting a portion this time when he was kind of shut out in the first week when Jordan Hicks went off. Um, both of them were a lot more balanced in the box score this time. I do believe Kendricks came out ahead in the combined tackles. Dalvin Thompson, uh, he's been a nice addition to that Minnesota defensive line. He had a nice game. There's no reason not to keep an eye on him for the future as a defensive tackle play if you have one. Uh, DJ Warm. Uh, he finally showed in this one for whatever reason. Can <laughs> Bynum? Yeah, I just, I just had to, I just had his name pop up. I couldn't I couldn't not say that because at one point he was supposed to be the next best thing. Uh, Can Bynum? He's holding he's holding steady. I mean, he had uh, four solos and uh, four assists, so it's not top end DB yet or nothing. But uh, he's breaking out. All righty. Uh, moving on to the Steelers. So Devin Bush, a little bit hurt. Who cares? He stinks and he doesn't play a lot, so we can ignore that. However, if he doesn't play, there's a slight bump for Robert Spillane in much deeper leagues. Other than that, not a ton going on here. They definitely missed TJ Watt. They got 
zero pressure on the Patriots last week. And uh, mm -hmm. the Patriot Patriots ran it down their throats. It was embarrassing if you're a Steelers fan, uh, quite frankly. But yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't see a ton going on here injury-wise. There are no new producers to go out and grab off waivers. It's just waiting for Watt to come back. And in the meantime, business as usual. Yeah, we warned you about Highsmith. I believe we warned you about Highsmith. I know I did in uh, my start sit chart power rankings. You know, he's a regular Joe just because he's moved over there. I'm really interested in what Malik Reed pulled off in his short stint with the team and already thrust it into a, a outside linebacker role. Um, he was effective at times. So that takes care of the AFC and NFC North. And before we get back into things, I want to tell you about WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers. Bet 100 and get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day, and you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click, click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your first free bet today. Uh, offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We are also brought to you by FuboTV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and professional football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch it on all your devices. Never miss a game or an episode or your favorite shows. They're all included on the cloud-based DVR. There's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just head on over to FuboTV.com backslash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash S-G-P-N. Want all the hot action across this season in one spot? Then like me, you'll love Odds Trader because it's the best place to check and compare all the odds from all major sports books. And I get all the different sign-up codes and promotions from all the sports books to get the best deals. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather. So you and your friends can make the most informed bets possible. It also has a great bet tracker, so we can keep bet records of all the games and betting activity. And Odds Trader has it all, handicapping, play-by-play -play updates, live scores, and player statistics with all the key game statistics, and the latest projected game day weather. Their bet tracker also allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. So if you want to stop hunting all the major betting sites for the best game day odds, like me, head over to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day betting. All righty, let's get back into it. We're going to hit the AFC and NFC South. Let's start with the NFC South and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gary, what's going on here? <clears throat> realistically it was his status quo we had uh Shaq Barrett showed up nicely and padded the box but he's done that a million times in the past had a little bit of a slow start uh week one but uh looks like he's going to be their main pass rusher again this year 
uh, with JPP moving on. Um, speaking of JPP, I seen he was visiting the Ravens. They could use him. Um, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Uh, there was somebody else. Blake Martinez was also visiting them within the same 24-hour report, I believe. That's another one. Yes, you could use them, Mr. Ravens, uh, <laughs> or Mr. Harbaugh. So, anyways, when it really boils down to Mike, Mike Edwards, um, he's actually producing nicely as that free starting free safety. And then you had uh, Winfield, he got his portion. Levant David, I would really, you know, I was expecting Devin White to have a really better season. We talked about that uh, earlier in, in this summer. But uh, I'm really impressed so far. Levante David has just kind of been second fiddle to him. Uh, let's see, Logan Ryan, he actually got a nice boost in playing time in this contest. So it was as a third safety. Um, I don't know the details. I'm not really interested in these details until I see it happen again next week. I do believe it was a jump clear up to like 70%. But other <laughs> than that, we're just looking at a, a, a Akeem Hicks. He's uh, apparently out this week. Gotcha. All righty. Uh, okay, moving on to the Colts, and it looks like knock on wood, fingers crossed, and all that that Shaq Leonard had full participation in practice today may finally be good to go this week against the Chiefs, and God knows they're going to need him, uh, especially against the Chiefs. So we shall see. But we've already established the precedent that if he's out, Zaire Franklin's in. EJ Speed is still fool's gold, not playing enough snaps uh, for any kind of sol solid production. Uh, everyone else looked pretty good. DeForest Buckner was able to go even though he was hobbled and banged up. So that, in my brain at least, explains the the lower production week um, a little bit. But yeah, playing time, nothing crazy or out of the ordinary here, except Nick Cross uh, did see a decent cut in his playing time. So I really wasn't a huge believer in the first place. He was a rookie safety that didn't even really know he was going to be a starter until the surprise retirement by... Uh, Kahari Willis, uh, you know, midway or towards the end of the summer. So, yeah, it looks like the Nick Cross experiment is not ready to go yet. Other than that, everything looks good. The Colts uh, should be getting Shaq Leonard back this week. And other than that, I got nothing. All right. So we're going right over to Atlanta. Um, when it comes to Grant, the, uh, the starting strong safety, he actually came back down to earth a little bit. But, I mean, it's kind of logical when you got Malik Walker running around there acting a fool, getting all the points. I mean, realistically, it, the uh, assumption that he could be able to go in and, and produce like Foyer Okaloon used to is apparently true. So uh, we, one problem we have, Deion Jones is probably going to be back. Uh, right now, we haven't heard anything about any trade rumors or any update. Keep putting Walker in. Uh, we'll let you know about Deion Jones when it happens. Gotcha. And I, I'm super, you know, concerned too, because it's it's him or Rashawn Evans that's going to completely lose their playing time when that happens. And I'm not totally convinced it's going to be Walker. Rashawn Evans traditionally has sucked quite a bit. Right. So, right. so. We'll, yeah. we'll just have to figure that out when it happens. Uh, a little bit notable, too. Lorenzo Carter did show up, got himself a sack, tackled for loss and such. Um, he is probably, unfortunately, their best pass rusher right now. Uh, we do want to keep an eye on him. The other thing to add is Jalen Hawkins' managers might want to be a little bit nervous because Eric Harris is back and took half his snaps last game. If you're wondering what happened. Uh, Jarrett Grady is Jarrett Grady. 
He's the best guy on the defensive line. Last, you know, week one, he went off, had a good game. Week two, uh, they shut him down. That's all they got to do is concentrate on him. So that's been the problem with him for a couple of years now. Yes, sir. Same old Falcons. Uh, all right, let's head on over to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who coming off their upset defeat of the Colts. A couple things that stood out here. So Devin Lloyd, week one, 90% of snaps. Week two, 100% of snaps. It appears that they trust him a little bit more, and that's that's great. He looks good to go. Andre Cisco also looks good to go. Uh, full snaps again this week. Decent production, not great, but, uh, you know, safety three, safety four, deeper leagues, that's perfect for him. And then uh, Trayvon Walker came back down to earth, but is still playing an absolute ton at 90% of snaps as an outside linebacker pass rush guy this week. Beyond that, not a ton going on here unless I missed anything you got. Not at all. I'll move on to the Panthers. Frankie Louvu. He's a hot name running around right now. And I got to tell you, I, I'm not hundred percent convinced. Sometimes you just get a gut feeling or sometimes you, you know, you can't like them all. And this guy, he's really just lighting it up right now. He's made Corey Littleton an afterthought, Damian Wilson, uh, an afterthought. Shaq Thomas did have a nice little bounce back in the last week, which I believe John, you mentioned he would burn showed up nicely. Yeah, uh, Xavier Woods. I guess I really, you know, I, I harping on Xavier Woods, man, but I love it. Apparently, he spent most of his time up in the box last game, so he might be called free safety by name, but he is definitely playing all over this field, and he's getting production. If he can keep this up for another week, that's three weeks. I'm I'm happy to have him on my roster, but unfortunately, it's probably costing Jeremy Chen between Luva and Woods getting theirs and Shaq Thompson coming back and seeing a lot more snaps this week. So I'm a little bit concerned about Chen and everybody should be. Of course, John, hey, if you've got Jeremy Chen on your team and you've got Xavier Wood, which is a veteran, and you're looking at your future, you're going to take that older veteran, you're going to put him up in there and put him in the situations where he is taking the hits more than your star. Yep. Yeah. And I'm with you on the Frankie Louvu thing. I don't believe it either. Um, I, I saw some stuff. I forget where it was. Uh, someone mentioned that a lot of where he's lining up is like not in the sweet spot, not as like an inside linebacker. It's more on the edge and stuff. And he's just kind of looking into that production. And that's that's not what we're looking for. So I'm, I'm with you 100 percent on that. When it comes to Dynasty, too, I mean, when you really look at it and you see these other guys like Pete Warner, Devin Diablo, then you got to kind of look at that as a dynasty aspect. Where, where does Luvu come from? At least right. we have some background on some of these other guys. So I'm with you on that. Uh, All righty, moving on to the Texans. Not a ton going on here. Same linebackers this week, uh, Kirksey and Cramu Grugier-Hill. For the corners, uh, one thing that stuck out, Desmond King saw a huge chunk of his playing time get cut this week. No idea what that's about, but uh, from what I've seen so far, Derek Stingley appears to be the best option with Steven Nelson, a close second place. Jonathan Owens, another huge week. Looks like I'm eating my words on that. Jalen Petrie coming way back down to earth, but the playing time was still good. It looks like so far Gary's right. Jonathan Owens is the safety to manage in uh, Houston. Hey, shh, you'll scare it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's it. Unless you saw anything else. I mean, Greener, normal snaps. um, Yeah, unfortunately, Greener's not getting his chance to break out, break out. He had his mini breakout last year. It looks like they're keying off on him. 
Last I seen, Marcus May might be questionable. Hey, you guys are in some deep leagues. Keep your eye on Daniel Source and in camp, he actually was the direct backup. But look at what Justin Evans is doing. And we've brought him up before. The uh, former Buccaneer that uh, had some, I believe it was ankle or foot issues for a few years is back in the league. And he's starting to get more snaps, starting to make a little bit more waves there. Uh, with Marcus May being out, he's another guy that I actually think that uh, we could see the biggest boost from. But keep an eye on Swarson. Mr. Pete Warner, These are this is two weeks in a row with 80% of the snaps and protection, production to match. What's not the light? No, I'm with you. Werner looks locked and loaded. Right. Demarius Davis, you know, he's still getting his 100%. Uh, Marcus Davenport is just struggling. Uh, we warned about that, I believe. Uh, I know I did. Right. So, you know, there'll be better games. What I'm doing with Marcus Davenport right now, especially in some dynasty leagues or if they're deeper bench redrafts, is I'm watching because if he starts hitting the waiver wire, I'm, I'm, scooping him up and replacing like that that fourth wide receiver sixth wide receiver depth guy or some flyer or cornerback anything i'm going to try to get him and then i'm going to wait until he breaks out a little bit with a couple good contests and then i'm going to put him in a package and make a trade if i can that's about the only thing that i can see coming out of this situation at the moment ride it out if you want to hold on to him Yes, sir. I'm with you on that. And that's a defensive line thing in general. I saw some guy uh, drop Trey Hendrickson in one of the leagues I'm in this week, a redraft league. I scooped him right up. I was like, thank you. You know, you can't be patient for two weeks for a guy that had 15 sacks last year. Like, that's fine. I can. Yeah. (laughs) When we get to the AFC West, uh, I got one I'll tell you about. Yes, sir. But yep, that was the Saints moving on to the Titans. Uh, So the thing that stood out to me most here was Roger McCreary appears to be a great cornerback option, especially while Christian Fulton is banged up. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons came back to earth this week after a massive week one. But that I mean, you know, the Bills are no slouches. They knew that if they took away uh, Jeffrey Simmons, that takes away the entire pass rush basically right now with no Harold Landry over there in Tennessee. Uh, He still played his normal snap, but we have to factor in. He got some rest because this one was over real quick. Uh, He should be fine in a normal closer game against not as good a team as the bills. Other than that, normal snaps for everyone else. You know, if you do end up looking at these snap counts and you're like, wait, David long, 81%, that's not normal. Like, This game was over by halftime. Everyone rested in the fourth quarter. That's why a lot of these guys don't have the completely normal snaps. I'm factoring that in. So, yeah, no real crazy changes here. Just keep an eye on Roger McCreary as a streaming corner option. Other than that, no problems here. It's simple. No house advantage has changed the game. Offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today where you can play in pick'em contests, and do it, with a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cold hard cash. Just download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money any day. You can also test your skills versus the house, and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to 5 player prop over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including, the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. So there's no doubt, you'll want to make sure to check out No House Advantage, and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Because it's not just how you play, but also where you play, and you won't want to miss out on this.
Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app. And you'll also get a first deposit match up to $25 today. That was promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com. I'm here to tell you. Promoguide.us is the best place to make bets, especially if you're interested in positive expected value betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odds boosts, and huge cash bonuses from all the major sportsbooks. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper positive expected value analytics right at your fingertips. And I gotta say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds, and how to track down and cash in big, on constantly changing promotions. So if you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're sure missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all, Promoguy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans, dedicated to building a well-informed, and better betting community. So hurry, go to promoguy.us, and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Take it from us, you're not going to want to miss out on promoguy.us. Did you know, Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players? And you probably already have a fantasy league there, I know me and my friends do and we love it. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders integrated into Fantasy, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your matchup screen in your fantasy league. So if Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy QB, and not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you are also confident that Mahomes is going to hit his 0-250 passing yards line. Pick it, and if you do pick correctly, you can win anywhere from 2 times to over 20 times the money you put in. But really, the main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. And it's insanely fun to ride it out together. And not only do they have NFL but they also have college football player props. So, stop what you're doing. And go download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. So like me and my friends, have fun and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again go to sleeper.com SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okie dokie, let's get back into it with the AFC and NFC East. We'll start with the NFC East and the... How about them Cowboys? Yeah, how about them Cowboys? Michael Parsons on par. We know he's going to produce every week. Anthony Barr got a nice little boost in uh, some playing time, so we're going to keep an eye on that. Donovan Wilson went off. We figured he would playing in place of curse because it's that position within this scheme that is golden. So curse is, is back at practice. He is looking like he could possibly play. So if he is in, uh, you have no choice, but to go back to curse, get Wilson out of your lineup because he doesn't produce as the third safety that much. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, this is more of a whole defensive line situation up there. I mean, of course you want Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, 
But at the same time, Dorrance Armstrong got his production, and he only had 42% of the snaps. So there's a huge rotation. They actually have a really favorable matchup against the Giants this week, folks, but it's taking a huge risk anytime that you insert one of these gentlemen into your starting lineup because of this rotation, unless their name happens to be Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, let's see. Realistically, it's pretty vanilla up to that point. Other than, hey, Vanderish is a guy that was supposed to be this dude. Why all of a sudden last year was he only getting like 60% of the snaps if he was lucky? And now for two games in a row, what is it, 90? Something like that. And he's producing mm-hmm. like a champ. Nailed it with the Cowboys there. A lot of good producers on the Cowboys this year. All right, heading over to the Bills. Another great defense here for IDP production and real life. Uh, we did have some injuries. They're starting to pile up a little bit, though. Matt Milano and Micah Hyde, thankfully, are day-to-day. Should be good for this week. Dane Jackson, far more serious, though, was taken by ambulance for a neck injury during that game against the Titans. They did not find any long-term damage, though, so you know, probably a couple of few weeks he'll be back. In the meantime, Care Elam should and did see a bump in his absence in playing time, so that's your cornerback replacement. Other than that, all systems are go here. We're just waiting on Milano, Hyde, and Ed Oliver to get fully healthy and back in this defense. And other than that, everyone's producing, doing what they're supposed to do. I'm still worried about Jordan Poyer because this is two weeks in a row that if he didn't have an interception, you didn't have a good game. And relying on splash plays for your production is a terrible idea. <laughs> right. And it's probably just a sign of that defensive line taking the next step. Mm-hmm. The, uh, those guys are really tearing it up. But uh, a little warning, they have a really tough contest coming up against the Dolphins. Uh, the, I think it was ranked like 21st or something in allowing uh, production to the to the edge folks so i mean if you've got them you got to get them in there if they've been producing but you know we just seen vaughn miller he just kind of fell off after looking like he was a 17 year old kid out there on the field week one (laughs) right yeah right when it comes to washington um realistically this uh, this safety force has been replacing curl as long as curl's out you got to ride that hot hand you know he's he's been one of the top producers first two weeks there's no reason to think that he's not going to continue that i think we had a little bit of a bounce back for holcomb that should still get better uh jamin davis i believe might have took a hit in some snap counts he he did he did a huge hit what the hell happened there (laughs) who cares it just (laughs) i mean it's gotten like that right yeah, no, I never trusted it in the first place, but there are a lot of people week one that saw that high snap count and were like, hey, Jamin, it's it's arrived. It's finally here. Now we're going to talk Dolphins. Uh, so just mention them. Great game this week. Christian Wilkins did get a little banged up uh, last week against Baltimore. He is day to day, though, so he'll be good to go. Hopefully, Xavier Howard, however, mispracticed today with a groin injury, and those are notorious for keeping people out of games which really stinks because this is the greatest corner stream in the history of mankind against this Buffalo Bills passing attack. So if, for whatever reason, Xavier Howard can't go, Byron Jones is already out. He's been out. So it's Nick Needham that would then be your spot start for a corner stream. Uh, A lot of people were sold on uh, Brandon Jones going into this week, and he saw Eric Rowe take about half his snaps. Yeah, so the normal shenanigans with the Dolphins, but uh, on the good news front, Christian Wilkins should be okay. Uh, Other than that, keep an eye on those injuries. That's what I got for the Dolphins. Philadelphia was kind of just vanilla. 
Marcus Epps, he still got his shot. He still had his reps. He didn't have as good as game. Uh, I'm not really concerned about that situation at all. So uh, he may not be foolproof, but I don't really care. He's he's still a guy I'm using a lot this year because I think that this defensive line is just terrible. Hassan Riddick has been a no-show now for two weeks. He's not getting a full amount of snaps. He's playing that kind of a strong strong side linebacker role, and he's just not recording any sacks or getting into the backfield. Josh Sweet, uh, the matchup is hot this week, but he isn't, so I would just avoid that whole situation. Other than that, John, TJ Edwards had a nice game. Kaiser White had a really good, decent game. It looks like those two are definitely going to be the linebackers going forward until we figure out what is going on with Dean. Uh, other than that, pretty vanilla. Um, Fletcher Cox showed up this past week, uh, but that can be in- inconsistent. Uh, I think Brandon Graham, what, he hasn't recorded a sack since, what, 2019, 20? Yeah, it feels like a long time. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I feel like we fall into that trap more often because we've been doing this for a minute. Is uh, look at guys like Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and we remember the good old days and we're like, yeah, I'll give him another spin. And uh, the good old days have been over for a while for these guys. <laughs> yes, they have a couple of them for a long time. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. So that was the Eagles heading on over to the Jets. Uh, so this is this was a problem last year, and it's rearing its ugly head again. Quinnen Williams is just not playing enough to be what he's capable of being. 57% of snaps this week, roughly the same last week, roughly the same for the last eight weeks of the season last year. Anything less than 65-70 is just not going to do it for him. I don't know why that is. That's just the pattern I've seen. You know, there are defensive tackles out there. You mentioned one today on the phone when, we were, when I was driving back from work. Who was it? Uh, Hill in Cincy? 88% of the snaps for a defensive interior lineman is just crazy. And then I went on down, and it wasn't it wasn't just him. Denver, I think they're two, the, the Jones twins they got on the defensive line. Both of them played like 84%. I believe, of course, it's kind of normal. Kenny Clark was way up there, but Jaron Reed was right behind him with a high in the 80%. Yeah, we we want these kinds of uh, snap counts out of our linebackers and safeties, uh, especially linebackers, and we can't get them. But here, they're just running these guys ragged. And someone like B.J. Hill, who I like a lot, uh, he, he's good, uh, but 88% of the snaps, you can't expect any big man to fight a whole contest, full go and produce. So it's actually a little bit worrisome. I'm hoping to see that drop down. Uh, it was kind of confusing because like Reader, which is the other starter across from him, he had a productive game. It was 60%. So why did BJ Hill see all these snaps? Might have been a depth problem during the game. Hopefully that changes. Yeah, yeah, I got you, though. I'm, I'm just saying in general, Quinnen at 57%, not enough. Not not for nope, what we not what we need for his production. Um, mm-hmm. So just, you know, keep an eye out for other options. Uh, another thing people might fall into the trap on, Quan. Quan had enough tackles that in a deeper league, you might be like, you know what? It's Quan Alexander. I know that name. He had a decent production week. He only played 46% of snaps. It's still Quincy. Quincy Williams is the other uh, starting inside linebacker that 
very likely will change, but it has not happened yet. So do not pull the trigger on Quan Alexander yet. Not playing enough. Other than that, uh, Jets were pretty much uh, same as we've always seen. CJ was the best option. Uh, Whitehead continues to look good. He's a little dinged up, so that's probably hurting his production a little bit. You know, no pass rush to speak of, really. But yeah, that's that's the Jets for you. No, no corners to speak of, really. No one. I really want to. Uh, Sauce Gardner is pretty good, but um, you know, I seen yeah. a I seen a snapshot on Twitter. Somebody posted and said that uh, the most defensive line or something being picked up on sleeper right now. The biggest ADB ADP boost. Why was Carl Lawson listed number five? Why would anybody go? Why are you picking up Carl Lawson, folks? Don't pick up Carl Lawson. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. But yeah, that's that's it. Not a lot going on with the Jets. Uh, who we got next uh, on your side here? Well, we're going right over on the other side. No, wait a minute. Same stadium, right? Yep. Uh, Giants. So, Dexter Lawrence. Hey, folks, he's got a great one this week. Make sure you have him in there. Um, he, he's been producing. There's no reason to think that he won't continue to produce. I know Leonard Williams is questionable, and he's not, you know, he's actually been a little bit under par this year so far. But, you know, give the guy a break. Now he's hurt. It might take a little bit to catch up. Uh, Julian Love busting out. Uh, Johnny, I believe that was one of your calls back in the summer that you liked that guy. Well, he showed up. Uh, Xavier McKinney had the second mediocre game. We really, really need to start some, see some better production out of him. I'm not sure if it's because he might be running the secondary. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just really disappointed. Just like Tay Crowder fans. Yeah. What's up uh, with that? Tay Crowder sucks yeah. too. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he we know he sucks, but he's productive sucks. Right, right. So, he's he's right. a warm body that you know gets tackles just because he's out there, but he's not doing that so far this year. The one kid I really want to mention in the secondary is uh fourth fourth round rookie Dane Belton. He's a safety, he's seen 79% of the snaps. Uh he had some good production. Uh, what is up with Jihad Ward? This guy used to be a big defensive lineman, and now he's an outside linebacker for the Giants, and he's killing it. Have you seen that, John? Uh, yeah, I'm not really buying it yet, but yeah, we're, we'll keep an eye on it. Yep. All righty. Uh, moving on to the Patriots. So the big news here this week, Kyle Duggar limited and questionable, uh, missed the second half of the game last week against the Steelers. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on there. Uh, if he's out, I don't foresee anyone getting a whole ton of value out of that. Maybe Adrian Phillips, but I wouldn't screw with that. I'd just leave it alone until he comes back. Dietrich Wise becoming an option at defensive end. Dietrich Wise played 90% of snaps this week. When was the last time you saw a Patriots defensive end play 90% of snaps? Shh, you'll scare it off. <laughs> so. Yeah. We'll we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. But other than that, same Patriots, different week, a lot of rotation, nothing set in stone, nothing you can trust. Uh, so we'll just keep an eye on Duggar and Dietrich Wise. So before we get into our last group here, I want to tell you about the Elias Game Plan app. Uh, did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday, Thursday, and Sunday? Because it's NFL season, our favorite time of the year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights at the water cooler at work. The NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. This is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. 
The Elias Game Plan app is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports statistics, the Elias Sports Bureau. This is the official statisticians of all United States pro sports leagues. The Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by their renowned research team, which means they can constantly give you information that's up to date and that you can trust. This app gives you everything you need in season to give you a competitive edge. League validated team and player news and stats head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias key insights from Elias statisticians, including injury impact analysis, expert game analysis, which can give you the advantage in betting, picking your fantasy lineups, or showing off your sports knowledge. And the Elias game plan is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to directly talk with their researchers. So you get the information you need to feel comfortable when making big decisions on your fantasy team. I downloaded the Elias Game Plan app uh, a few weeks ago when we first started talking about this. Uh, And what I love about it is the quality information. Uh, The app is super easy to use. I know that it's going to be accurate. I know that it's going to be timely. I'm going to be able to get it while the game's happening. As soon as the game's over, gives me key injury updates. Uh, It is really good stuff. So we highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. Introducing RYP VIP, a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. This includes entry to our exclusive pools with guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season-long pool with a guaranteed 100k, and access to exclusive data to help with your weekly game picks, and premium content, like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools, and exclusive swag. And the top line is, if you're a serious sports fan, use code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com VIP and get 50% off of your first month of Run Your Pool. VIP. That's code SGPN. VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Alrighty, and we will wrap up with the West, the NFC and AFC West. Let's start with the Cardinals. Gary, what do you got on the Cardinals? Welcome back, Mr. J.J. Watt. 70% of the snaps produced well enough. Um, there's no reason to think that we don't have uh, him back as a IDP play this year. Uh, interior defensive lineman, you might see him as an ad- edge rusher. I'm not really sure. Probably his strongest position would be a defensive tackle if you can get it. Uh, see, Nick Vigil saw a nice boost, and there's a reason I'm going to mention him because we're going to keep an eye on him just for general purpose reasons because – Isaiah Simmons, managers, you guys are uh, just probably shit out of luck. And unfortunately, <laughs> I'm one of those managers because I really thought mm-hmm. that he was going to have a season, but I got bad news. Zavin Collins was handed the green dot. And in the process, you know, that means he's calling the plays. That's why he got all the production. But in the process, he sent Isaiah Simmons to the bench with just 25% of the snaps. That's not good news. He's probably done, and uh, barring another big change. You're talking about two players. It's not 
well graded at all. Both of them are right there together, but apparently they're going to take Zayvon Collins over their second year man Simmons. Then barring any other changes, this is why we want to keep an eye on Nick Vigil, which I believe, John, you mentioned him this past offseason. Yep. Yep. Other yeah, than sure. that, I mean, it's pretty well status quo. Buda Baker's Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson's Jalen Thompson, so on and so forth. Yeah, the uh, Isaiah Simmons things has got people shook. But, uh, you know, injuries happen. He could be relevant once again at some point. So we'll just circle back if and when that happens. Uh, that is the Cardinals, though. Moving on to the Breaking Browns. news. Breaking news, John. Mm. He, Simmons would not be the first high draft pick to bust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yep. All right, moving on to the Broncos. So Josie Jewell got in some limited practices this week It is and is on a path to return to the field. Uh, everyone should keep that in mind because I keep seeing things that tell me no one knows that, including Alex Singleton being a super high bump in ADP for IDP from IDPguys.org. I saw that this morning and I was like, Jesus Christ, no one has any idea this guy's going to disappear the second Josie Jewel returns. Uh, this is kind of, it's kind of cool when you look at stuff like that too, because it's a distraction on the waiver wire. I like uh, distractions for other managers. Yeah, yeah, but our job is to make sure you guys don't fall into stupid traps like that. So this is why we're mentioning it. Uh, but yeah, in my own leagues, I love seeing stuff like this. Uh, it it shows me that uh, I know what's going on, and other people don't. Uh, so please please keep that in mind. Uh, Singleton's going to go bye bye when Josie Jewell returns to play. Uh, speaking of going bye bye, Justin Simmons went bye bye. Unfortunately, Caden Stearns took over for him at safety, played 100% of snaps, led all Broncos in combined tackles last week, uh, and looked pretty good. So that's some safety help if you need it for waivers. Uh, other than that, same Broncos, different week. Not a whole lot else going on there unless you got something that I missed. This is the one that I was talking about earlier when we were talking about watch for players being dropped. Jonas Griffith hit the waiver wire in the, I believe the IDP incentive, which you're in with me there, John, but uh, I believe he's in here and I'm probably taking a risk if anybody hears this, but I put it, I put a bid in on him. I I've got room. I still have some faith in this kid awful early. If you have any gut feelings about any of these guys, it's awful early in some of these deeper formats to go completely dropping after just two weeks. I know it's tough. I know it's tough, but you know, those times you make those drops and you two weeks later, you're like, fuck. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buy in here. I'm going to grab on even Josie Jewell. I mean, we know Singleton is not the answer. What I find interesting, there's only one inside linebacker position even producing right now. Yeah. So yeah, patience is a virtue. It's only been two weeks. The season is a marathon, not a sprint. So yep. Give it some time. These guys will come back around some of them anyway. Right. So moving on to the Rams, Jordan Fuller, uh, 60% of the snaps. We kind of warned about Nick Scott. He got 86%. Uh, it looks like that's going to stick. Other than that is pretty well uh, status quo. Other than mentioning uh, that defensive lineman gains has been a disappointment up to this point. Hopefully that turns around for us and hello, Mr. Jones, Ernest Jones, again, lighting it up with just 60% of the snaps. That's two games in a row. Can he pull this off for a third and can we 
really think about trusting somebody that could do that over and over in some deeper formats, John? I don't know. I've seen a lot of Ernest Jones hype, and I just don't believe it quite yet. I got to see it a couple more weeks, and then maybe I'm interested. LB, like three, four deeper leagues right now, fine. Other than that, nope. Right. It's real tough, folks. I mean, he was a breakout call of mine last year as a rookie. He was my rookie breakout call, and it didn't quite work out, and he had some injuries and went on, but Here's Bobby Wagner brought in this year, which totally changed the situation. And Bobby Wagner is still the prime guy. I don't care what kind of Ernest Jones productions you have. You want consistency. You want the Bobby Wagner will still be that guy uh, to count on because just too hard to think that he can keep this pace up. I mean, Pete Warner, he needed a little bit more snaps than that to keep this pace up. I'm with you there. Uh, all right. Looking at the other LA team, the chargers. So as predicted here, by I think both of us, drew tranquil has successfully displaced Kenneth Murray as the best linebacker to manage on the team because Kenneth Murray sucks and drew tranquil doesn't. So there you go. Sci- scientific reasoning for you. Uh, tranquil, 84% of snaps this week, Murray plummeting down to 47% as uh, expected. Uh, I don't see anything going to change with that unless Tranquil gets hurt. So do it while you still can. Go get true Tranquil is like your LB three or four in medium to deeper leagues. And uh, Murray, you may, you know, it's maybe a little early to blast him out the airlock, but this makes complete and total sense. And I don't see anything changing with this. Murray's not good. And Tranquil traditionally has been pretty good when he's able to stay healthy. His problem is staying healthy. Uh, beyond that, everything was pretty much business as usual here. Uh, Mac and Bosa did not, you know, have as big a games as they did in week one, but that's nature of the beast for pass rush. They'll both be fine. They both played plenty. Uh, Derwin James did Derwin James things. Nasir Adler came back down to earth a little bit, but he was a little boomer bust last year as well. So nothing really out of the ordinary, except that inside linebacker situation we talked about there for the chargers. Up in Seattle, we're looking at Al Woods, folks. Don't buy into that production off the defensive line. They have a really big rotation going on. So his uh, production with 53% of the snaps and that kind of stuff's not going to happen. It's not going to come out of Seattle like that. We did have the rookie Ed Rusher show up uh, a little bit. We don't want to scare that off. So, uh, see, I'm here's realistically, I know... Daryl Taylor's been around and he's been a favorite for people for a while to jump on. I don't think that he's going to go anywhere this year. Uh, so be kind of careful. Uh, I think I seen that he was getting picked up uh, in, in some ADP reports. We got a like Nawaso, uh, the former charger, I believe he's actually been productive now for a couple of games in a row. I, I got a question. Why can't we get any respect for Cody Barton? Two weeks in a row, we're talking about we're talking about Warner, we're talking about Diablo, we're talking about everybody under the sun. Have you heard that much about Cody Barton over the last two weeks? Because I haven't. No, he's been super salad too. Yeah, yeah, he, he's took right over where Brooks was last year in that same position, I believe. But either way, that production's right there. So hey, I'm enjoying his production on one of my. Uh, rosters, so I suggest you go ahead and do it too because it looks like it's going to be foolproof just like they had in the past because that defensive line basically sucks. True. Yep. 
All righty. Let's look at the Chiefs. Big news out of Kansas City this week. Willie Gay suspended four weeks for some dumb shit he did in the offseason that caught up with him now. So is it? does that mean it's Leo Chanel time? All signs point to yes, but I'm not doing it. What I'm doing is adding and sitting. I'm going to see what happens this week, reevaluate next week, and go from there. If I'm right, I get three more weeks of Leo Chanel. If I rush it and go ahead and play him right now and he doesn't play, I eat a zero because I was impatient. Patience is a virtue. Add him, sit him, and we'll reevaluate. Other than that, furious George Karloftis, 77% of snaps, appears to be the favored pass rush option. That is not translated to production yet, but it will. Uh, so if you can, you know, if you need pass rush help in uh, leagues where he's available, that's a good add. The production is just not there yet, but it'll happen. If you got got a guy that's playing that much and has a that good of a pass rush uh, win rate, the production's just a matter of time. We saw that with Crosby a lot last year. He was putting up all the right metrics, but the production didn't really happen until later in the season. But if we see the right metrics, the the production's right behind it, and he's got what we're looking for. So uh, George Karloftis. Other than that, things look good for Bolton. Justin Reed is just okay. Yeah, Legereus Sneed is a great option at corner because he's really playing a little bit of safety, and that is the Chiefs. So 49er fans got to be freaking out a little bit about Fred Warner, but I think he's going to be all right. Uh, and we have to think that a lot of it have, has to be coming out of the rookie sensation, Hafanga. Uh, he's impressed me. He actually overachieved last week in the contest. And if he can do it again against Denver this, this week, I'm on that bandwagon. He has been able to change this position. He has. I just... Don't think he will. I I still have doubts, John. I I just don't know. The big one here, I guess, would be Al Shazier, the uh, third safety or third linebacker, actually fell huge in snap count. So you guys might want to just kind of move on from him at the moment and keep him for a backup. No other bigger news coming out of the 49ers. Everything else is pretty well status quo. I'm with you there, and I'm with you on Hufunga, too. I, I want to see it at least once more before I start to believe. Uh, and last but not least, we got the Raiders, where we saw Denzel Perryman out this week, which resulted in a big old bump for Jayon Brown's playing time. That makes complete sense, but remember that uh, Divine Diablo is the linebacker to have here. Beyond that, Max Crosby looks great. Nate Hobbs looks great at corner. Jonathan Abram looks great at safety. The other safety slot is pretty messy at the moment uh, with Mo Rig, Hurt, and uh, whoever his replacement is just being a guy. That happens a lot. That's uh, why we're doing this show. We're, we're both uh, cr- uh, get-off-my-lawn old guys that have been doing this for too long. And Get off my lawn! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All righty. So that was week two and we got you all set up there for week three. Uh, so yeah, just a reminder, check out all the great fantasy football and gambling prep content over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com where we let it ride and be sure that you're subscribed to the SGPN fantasy football YouTube channel for a chance to win a free membership to Gary's in season IDP tipster start sit power rankings and rolling waiver wire app that's right gary created his own app uh any final thoughts on today's topics mr tipster it is crazy what people let you do on the internet 
no argument there. Uh, all right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Good luck this week, everyone. And uh, yeah, have a good one.